Super Talk Mississippi media production. Coleman Taylor Transmission, servicing Central Mississippi for over 60 years. Their ASE certified technicians offer dependable transmission services, a warranty, and record services. Call Coleman Taylor today for all your transmission needs. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Koshu, the show that celebrates every single day here on 103.1. The people who make coastal Mississippi, and Mississippi for that matter, a better place to live, work, and play. Speaking of Mississippi, we had a great show yesterday. Had former governor of Mississippi, Phil Bryant, on. Had a special guest, a surprise guest for for Phil and uh, Steve Azar, the singer-songwriter. He's a cultural ambassador for the state of Mississippi. And uh, Phil actually appointed him to that. And he travels all over the United States, not only doing concerts, but also volunteering his time. It was just great to get those guys together and talk about what makes Mississippi so special. Hey, another thing that I promised yesterday, I, I mentioned that I had come across this app. I don't I don't know much about the app. I don't have it. I haven't really been on it. But it's an ad. It's, it's called the Self Growth Challenge. And it shows uh, 20 lessons that you can learn. And uh, just, you know, the first couple are uh, the 80-20 rule, the power of habit. And it kind of hit me that th- this is actually a good template for sharing some stuff uh, with my audience about, you know, things that actually worked for me throughout my career. So today I want to just share a couple of things about the 80-20 rule. If you do a search on the 80-20 rule, you're going to get a lot of information to read. And I really, if you don't know about it, I would really encourage you to go take a look at it. But as an employee and then ultimately as a CEO of a company, the 80-20 rule is really important to me and my success. So uh, let's, 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 let's grab a couple of graphics here. This one from Salesforce.com. And uh, you may have heard the 80-20 rules called the Pareto effect. And essentially what it says is that the majority of the results that you're going to get are going to tend to come from a minority of causes. Now, this could be in your personal life. It could be in your business life. It could be with employees. But what it says is that 20% of the effort ultimately gets you about 80% of the results. And too often we spend 80% of our effort focused on 20% of the results. Um, So one of the things I kind of ran ran across from lifehack.org, really good, good website, it said, here are some applications for it. So it said that what you ought to do is evaluate your input. So look at the things that, that you do that create the most amount of results. And one of the examples it gave said that you know, it may take 10% of your time to create most of the impactful returns that you get. Um, and what it says is you got to spend more time doing the things that, that give you the most reward. Uh, and put those things first on your schedule. And then obviously you got to then focus on those things that aren't producing results uh, and downplay them. And in some cases, maybe you just need to eliminate them. Um, I, I love this. This is from um, this is this is from Inc.com. It says only a fifth of salespeople, 20%, almost always exceed their quota on the average sales team. But it says that that means that 80%, 80% sometimes are often miss their quota. And this is something I want you to ask yourself. Are you in that 20%? For example, do you hold yourself to a higher standard? People who are in that 20% usually do. Do you believe in your company leadership? And do you believe in your company? The people who are in that top 20% always do. Are you um, are you motivated by incentives? People who are in that top 20% are definitely always 
motivated by incentives and uh, are you organized in order to understand what your activities are and which ones produce the most results you've got to be very organized anyway i really encourage you to go take a look at this one thing that netflix determined and this is actually from an internal study they did in procedural work the best are two times better than average in creative and in, uh, inventive work they're 10 times better than than the average um Anyway, there's a lot to learn about the 80-20 rule, and I can tell you it's really worked in my life. Um, you know, you ought, to, you ought to take a little bit of time to look into that if you haven't already. Tomorrow, we're going to look at the power of habit. So now, I'm actually thrilled now because we're going to have a full show today focused on, on three special guests. They know a lot about the 80-20 rule. Joining me today is uh, Frank Bertusi the president of the oldest beer company in coastal Mississippi, FEB Distributing Company. He's also the CEO of Capital City Beverages in Jackson. Also joining us is Ryland Pertusi, the director of sales at FEB, and then Jeff Pertusi, the director of operations and general counsel for FEB Distributing. Good morning, guys. How are y'all doing? Good morning. Good morning. So, uh, listen, we're going to start with you, Frank. In addition to uh, the companies that you're responsible for, you also serve on the board of directors for Hancock Whitney Holding with our friend John Hairston. You know a lot about the 80-20 rule, I know, which is, you know, you know about uh, focusing on specific things that are going to really make a difference. And to and you got to be organized to do the things that you're involved in. It makes a difference, doesn't it? Uh, yes, it does. Um, you know, for me, I think taking away the 80-20 rule is um, basically three things I think about. And one is commitment. Um, and when I mean commitment, that is uh, that you're committed to your organizations, the companies you serve, or your boards that you serve on. And um, you're committed to those employees uh, that, are, that are in your organization and the families that, that you know, we, we help the employees to, to keep employed. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, the other thing that I found through a commitment, the commitment is, is, you know, and I think I take this away from what my father taught me years ago, and that was, you know, some people call it simplification. Some people call it, you know, don't, don't uh, uh, overanalyze things. I like to say, keep the main thing, the main thing. And, um, uh, so that's what we try to do in our companies is, you know, we have we juggle a lot of balls uh, with with what we do. But but at the end of the day, we sell beer, which is a great thing. And it's not we don't need to make it too complicated. Um, the other thing is integrity. And uh, I think for for you to be successful, I think that uh, you need to uh, maintain your integrity, uh, not only in your business life, but your personal life. Uh, be true to yourself, um, and uh, uh, you know what I like to think. Again, I take a, a phrase from my father, who basically told me that you know you you lose your integrity, you can never usually never get it back. And uh, yeah, yeah. As a newspaper publisher, I, I I learned this quote somewhere along the way. I don't know who said it, but it said, you know, everything is negotiable except your integrity. You can't negotiate your integrity. You know, one of the things is so interesting hearing you talk about those specific things because there's a great book that was written called Built to Last. 
And it talked about these companies that, that could stand the test of time, that could stand the generational test of time, had enduring core values that were just kind of built into the DNA of that company. And you guys are a fourth generation family owned business. You've seen so much change. You've seen expansion. You've added brands along the way. You've seen big changes actually in the brewery business uh, in, in the past even five years. Um, casino gaming changed the, the course of history for you guys in a big way. Forced you to have to think about use of technology and expansion of your warehousing and how you distribute the beer and so on and so on and so on. But, you know, Frank, when you look at a fourth generation family owned business, it's got to give you an incredible amount of pride, doesn't it? It does. Um, we're, we're very blessed. Uh, we're blessed in a lot of ways. We're blessed to be in the community we serve and live on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. I believe it's, it's the greatest place on this earth. And I like visiting other places, but I wouldn't want to live anywhere else but here. Um, I, I believe that, uh, you know, the other thing, it, it, it takes um, a work ethic uh, to, to last the test of time. Um, you know, there's a, I was taught a long time ago, the evolution of a family business is uh, uh, the first generation is the entrepreneur. The second generation generally takes it to financial success. And the third generation, which actually is my, myself and my brother, Paul, usually either sells it off or bankrupts it because they don't, <laughs> they don't, they don't want to work. Uh, as hard as the the first two generations that don't have the commitment, they just want to know what's what's in it for for us. And so, what I'm very proud of is the the um, um, work ethic that has been instilled in all of us since since uh, the first generation has stood the test of time. And I I do believe that uh, without that, uh, we wouldn't be here today. And I can. Uh, Congratulate both of my sons, who who are tremendous leaders of, of the new, what I call the new organization, uh, their organization into the fourth generation. It, it's a, it's a it's a beautiful story, and it, you're right. It is it is about you and Paul did a great job of keeping it together. And what I love about the story of passing it on to to Ryland and Jeff, and the way that you guys are in the process of doing, is that it is a it's a it's a, it's evident that early in their lives you had a sense of you know sort of what their roles are going to be, and they went off they went off to LSU, and in the case of of Jeff, he went on to Ole Miss Law School and worked as a lawyer for seven years, but now think about Roland and the work that he did to prepare me. We're not from the same family, but he might as well have been my work dad. The work that he's, the, the focus that he spent on, on mentorship and preparation and thinking ahead and understanding what the impact was going to be, it's truly incredible. Hey, when we come back, we're going to continue this conversation with, uh, with the, you know, the third and fourth generations of FEB distributing. And what I want to do is, is spend a little bit more time. I want to hear from you, Frank, real quick about, you know, lessons from your dad. I want you to tell me about your dad. And then, Rollin, we're going to we're going to move over to you and, and see uh, see about your life coming up and the, the work that you're doing today. And then we'll move to you as well, Justin. We'll see you after this break.
Coast View on Super Talk 103.1 is brought to you by J. Allen Toyota on I-10 Exit 38 Gulfport. See all the incredible inventory at allentoyota.com. And remember, when you think Toyota, think J. Allen Toyota. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. We're telling the story of FEB distributing today, and we have Frank Bertusi, Ryland Bertusi, and Jeff Bertusi joining us. And as Frank talked about in that first segment, it's not a fait accompli that you're going to get from a third generation to a fourth generation. A lot of thoughtful planning has to be uh, put into place. A lot of development and mentorship has to happen. And, uh, you know, they've got a great story to tell now about four generations, a family-owned business for four generations. Just inc- It's an incredible story right here in coastal Mississippi, the, uh, the oldest uh, beer distributorship here in coastal Mississippi. And then, of course, Frank has responsibilities in Jackson as well, and we'll talk about that a little bit as we get into this conversation. Hey, before we move over to the boys, Frank, let's talk for just a second about your dad. I had, to, I had the benefit of knowing him. You had the benefit of working so closely with him. He taught you a bunch of lessons during that time, didn't he? Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, I look back at my father. He was a hard to believe based on you knowing me. And um, uh, he was a man of few words. Um, but when he spoke, people listened. Um, he had a, a way about him um, that uh, he just carried himself in a manner that, that uh, you know, he, he's full of wisdom. And, and I was blessed to work, you know, every day for 35 years with him. And I don't think there was a day that, that I did not go in his office and pick his brain. And I think what was so amazing about my dad was that, I think when I talked to him about certain aspects of the business and I told him what my decision was, uh, he knew I was fixing to step in a pothole, uh, but he he let me do it instead of saying, you know, no, uh, don't do it that way, do it this way, because I think uh, he realized that's how I would learn and move forward in the business. And so we had a, a great relationship, although Obviously, being a father son for 35 years in the business, there was tension, there was disagreement. But but at the end of the day, um, um, he was my best friend. Um, but uh, he also uh, taught me such not only tremendous business skills, but just life in general and, and family uh, first and, uh, you know, that type of thing. Uh, so. So uh, there was no unspoken word, and, and I just um, gained a lot from from those years with him. I know you did in so many so many uh, of our conversations how much he meant to you and the, and how lucky you were to have him uh, by your side during all that time. It's so interesting. There's so many cool stories of father son transit you know transitions. I think about Chevis Wetman and and the, the passing of the baton there to Chevis and Roy Anderson and the and he, he talked about even though he was like president of the company in his mid thirties, his dad was always, he said, you know, thirty feet away from him if he needed him and and they, they were had this incredible relationship. But you see the ones that mattered, I mean the ones that 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 went through that generational passing in such a successful way. It's so in most cases what you see is that fourth generation in your 
case, can take it to a level you never thought about because they've they've got a sort of a new you know spirit of of, of use of technology or whatever it might be that can that can really take the business to a whole new place. Um, even in the case of Roland Weeks, who was not my father, obviously, but my work father, the, the the effort and energy he put on passing that baton to me, just incredible. So many great stories like that along coast of Mississippi. Well, um, so. Yeah. One thing I might add is is that uh, real quickly is is you talk about passing the baton, and that was another thing I credit my father with. And my sons are doing it as we speak, and that is the transition from his people to me surrounding myself with my people, and that's a difficult yeah. thing to 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 let your child you know, move forward and and tell you that I've got this 30 year employee that, you know, we want to replace with my 20, 25 year old employee, you know. But see, that shows a lot of, those are tough decisions. Every company has to make those decisions. But at the end of the day, it's so important. People want, people need their team. You know, they need their team. And it's a signal. It's a, it's not just a signal. It's a, it's a sign that you literally are passing the baton, which means the responsibility, the true delegation to, to build this company and make it what it needs to be. Ron, let's come to you for just a second. You know, you grew up in this business, man. I mean, you, how old were you when you f- had your first job at FEB? Well, so, um, and I should say, you know, Jeff and I started similarly in, in, uh, as far as working for the company, and he's a couple of years older than me, so he was actually had, he was fortunate to, to start before I did, but we kind of had similar paths when we were in junior high and high school. You know, first job was sweeping the warehouse, uh, putting, putting up the, the point of sale materials like neons and, um, you know, uh, metal signs. Um, we kind of gradu- graduated that role onto uh, being a helper on a, a beer truck, um, side loader truck. Uh, you know, m- my dad told us both, you think you're serious about being in the beer business? Well, you know, while our friends uh, were, were off wakeboarding in, in the summertime, we were getting up at 4.30 in the morning, uh, sometimes would not get done until 8 o'clock at night uh, off that truck five days a week. Um, kind of went from there uh and then you know we both went you know i went to lsu um followed my brother to lsu and uh the four years i was there i I really got interested in um economics and that's where i you know finished my degree uh in economics and it was really my junior about my the end of my junior year that i realized you know i want to go into the beer business that's that's my ultimate passion it always has been um while i was there i had the opportunity to uh get a job with the local miller distributor there baton rouge beer agency and um i was fortunate enough to be able to get some experience uh working for another distributorship that was not my family um and that was probably the best experience that i could get coming out of college, going into my beer career. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, for both you and Jeff, and we'll get to Jeff in a second, but this willingness to let you guys kind of branch out and gain a perspective before you came and hit the ground running in your, in your current leadership roles, it shows a lot of wisdom and and. I don't know, you know, patience, <laughs> but uh, but an understanding that mentorship means 
you got to you got to learn from the ground up and and gaining a different perspective is really important. I mean, it, it probably it, can can you imagine what your current role as director of sales would be like if you didn't have some of that experience in your background? Exactly. Yeah, that's uh, it was very, very important and, and crucial to my career where I'm at now. Um, pretty much from college, I came right into the business as a, uh, I was a territory manager over some uh, a selective territory of convenience stores. I had a couple of salesmen underneath me that I managed. Um, you know, I basically started off in the sales department. Uh, craft beer started booming in the uh, in our in our market area in the uh, 2009, early 2010. Um, felt the need uh, for a craft beer manager, a full time craft beer manager. I did that for probably the next four or five years, and then settled my way in into the director of sales role. And uh, to my dad's point, um, you know, I've I've been able to experience. You know, his people retire, his people, you know, go off and, and I've been able to surround myself with my team of people. And um, it, it, it is a pretty interesting thing to see when you start. You know, you're working with your dad's people and they're great people and they, you know, that they're the type of people that's bled for our company for like the last 25, 30 years plus. But being able to surround yourself with the people that you want to surround yourself with, it's uh it's been a it's been a great you know part of my career and I, I've got a tremendous team right now of people uh, managers and salespeople so that's 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 really cool again uh, it's what delegation means delegate means you you give someone a goal and then you let them figure out the best way to achieve that goal Jeff coming over to you you know you guys both went to LSU you went on to law school and you actually practiced law for seven years. What a gr great opportunity for you to see how the world works. It was, uh, yeah, it was a tremendous experience. And I actually, I mean, I really enjoyed being a lawyer. Um, I think, though, that, uh, you know, our passion for our business was born in us, you know, as Rylan said, at an early age. Um, you know, my first job, like he said, was 12 or 13 working in the summers i remember having to ride with my dad to work uh and sweeping around the warehouse i think i probably made my first beer delivery with him when i was probably like five or six but um you know one thing dad did and whether it was intentional or not he, he always pushed us to go off and do something else um whether he say you know i don't have a job for you or you know there's nothing open so when i graduated from lsu i was forced with a decision um i think i really do think that my heart's been in the beer business for many years but um always had an interest in law so let's let's do this let's do this i, I want to uh, the, the law piece of this chapter is so important and so interesting what we'll do is we'll come back to, we'll pick up there. You had just always had a passion for the business, but the decision you made to go to law school, we'll pick it up right there when we come back on the other side, uh, having this part of the conversation with Jeff Bertusi. But we're hearing the story of FEB Distributing, uh, the oldest beer company in coastal Mississippi. What an amazing four generations, uh, family owned, owned. What a great story. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. 
now, it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota, Gulf Coast Business Supply, and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome back to Coast View. We have the Bertusi family members here. And uh, this four-generation family-owned business, FEB Distributing, started in 1934, the oldest beer distributor here in coastal Mississippi. When we went to break, I was having a conversation specifically with Jeff about uh, he got out of LSU Law School. He, had the, he knew that, that you know, the distributorship was probably in his blood, but he had the decision to make about whether he should go to law school or not. So why don't you pick it up there, and Jeff, and continue the rest of that story? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I really do think I've – Probably when I was 12 or 13, I knew I wanted to be in the beer business. Um, I spent four years at LSU. I got a degree in finance. And I even remember calling my father when I was trying to de- determine on what degree to get and say, what would be the best for our business? Um, but when I graduated, I had a, had a decision to make. Um, my dad at the time said, you need to go find some extra schooling or find somebody else to work for because we don't have something here for you. And, uh, you know, intentional or not, um, you know, he always pushed us to go do something different. He used to say, go do, go, go be better, go do something better. Um, so I got some great advice as a senior, graduating senior at LSU from a, um, a guy who's the big brother in my fraternity. I was, I was thinking about either getting an MBA or getting a law degree. And because um, I'd always be interested in, in law. And he said, if you go get an MBA, you're just going to be like any other guy in business that has an MBA. Um, but if you go, you go get a law degree and he was in law school at the time he said that's that's an education that you can't replace whether you use it or not um so i did i took the lsat i um i didn't actually get into lsu which could kind of made me cross enemy into enemy territory at Ole miss uh but uh <laughs> but had a great experience there met a lot of people um made a lot of a lot of lifelong friends and connections um came out of law school um Got a job clerking with uh, Judge David Ishii, who at the time was with the Mississippi Court of Appeals. Now he's a Mississippi Supreme Court Justice. Um, really learned how to uh, do legal research and writing, um, kind of hone that skill. Uh, and then joined a local firm down here, Schwartz Orgler and Jordan, who's got a great reputation as a transactional firm. Um, I, I got to know Robert Schwartz at a very young age, is a close friend of mine. Um, and it probably had, it's probably the most invaluable experience I've ever had. Um, even, even though I knew, I think he knew that I would eventually go back into the beer business. I practiced with them for seven years, um, across all different areas of practice. Um, he threw me in the deep end on the first day and sent me to court to argue a motion that I prepared for about an hour before I went in, uh, which was kind of trial by fire, but I got, I got real world experience that made me. Um, maybe a better lawyer, um, uh, but maybe a better just uh, a work better worker. You have to learn time management. You have to learn to deal with all different types of people. Um, learn to problem solve, uh, which has been very very invaluable to to my role here at the company. Now I've been back since uh, 2015 running operations because you're as Dad said you're juggling a lot of balls, especially in operations where. Um, you're, you're, you're ever seeing warehouse and delivery and inventory. Um, well, so. well, I know because, you know, my son Jordan works for that law firm here in Coastal right. Mississippi as well. 
And you left a terrific reputation there uh, as a really excellent lawyer. And you know what? It's a little bit divine intervention, in my view, that you didn't get into LSU Law School because, you know, it's a different kind of law in Louisiana, as you well know. And if you're going to practice, which you sort of are, uh, in Mississippi, you need to learn Mississippi law. And the other thing is you got you got to learn a whole new network of friends that you probably, you know, wouldn't have wouldn't have had had you not gone to Ole Miss Law School. But, you know, what I know in watching my son, Jordan, uh, go, go to law school and then working with lawyers throughout my career as a CEO, CEO is lawyers are taught how to, as you pointed out, solve problems. You know, they're, they're, they, they're, thought, thought, uh, they're, they're taught to think and to be a good writer, which you are, uh, you have to really be able to organize your thoughts and sort of boil it all down. So what a great, I mean, what a great, you know, proving ground for you, but learning to be a lawyer, having to practice as a lawyer for seven years before coming back to the company. You know, Frank, when you look at your sons, you have to be amazed at what they've been able to accomplish in their lives and the preparation they went through to get back to this company. And you're right. When you when you pass off to a fourth generation, you get a chance to take the company to a whole new level. I mean, things like technology and whatever, you know, it's amazing what they can do from this point forward, isn't it? Yeah, I, I look back at when I first started in the company, and I think we had six brands and 26 packages of, of beer. Uh, today, I don't know what we have. One of them will probably tell you uh, when they when they. How many? What? How many brands, guys? We have uh, over about 250 different brands, but when, when you talk about uh, packages or stock keeping units, SKUs, where you know. 700 yeah. 700 goodness gracious it's not it's not our daddy's beer business anymore no <laughs> no it's not go ahead frank i'm sorry got about uh, 35 different suppliers that we deal with so goodness. so yeah. it, it's it's a dramatic change uh which you would expect most industries have evolved over the last 87 90 years uh but i do think that the power of generational businesses is the fact that the things these guys are doing today that I'm so proud of, I would have never thought about. I'm not smart enough. I mean, it's their forward thinking into to tomorrow. And I think I did that. My brother Paul probably did that with my father as well. And I think that's why when I got in the business full time in 1979, there were 56 independent beer distributors in the state of Mississippi. That's all brands. Today, there's nine, nine total beer distributors in the state of Mississippi. And I, I believe the ones who have survived are the ones that were, were able to move forward, not be in a comfort zone of how we did it yesterday, we're gonna do it tomorrow. And I think that's the power too of having family owned businesses that contribute that aspect. And these these two guys, and they can tell you more about it, they, they're on top of their game. Well, what's interesting about this story, and that's one of the reasons why you guys have been so successful, is that, you know, t people tend to do what they've always done. And, and they'll, you know, you'll get what you always got if you do what you always did. The reality is that with gaming and the change in the, in the brewing business, which, you know, is very dramatic, actually, with microbreweries and all these different brands popping up and, it's a it's a challenging time, and it's amazing that you guys have so many brands that you're having to say grace over now. But technology, Frank, plays a huge role in that, doesn't it? 
absolutely. We couldn't do it without without the technology, and and we couldn't do it without these two guys because again, I I probably would look at some of the things they did and told ask them if they had lost their minds. Not only for how much, <laughs> no, he not, has. not only for how much it costs, but just the fact that it, it was just so uh, foreign to me and uh, automation. And they can maybe touch on that if we got a minute, but. And in, in, in warehouse and in, uh, trucking and all aspects. But all that is in, implicit in this, this evolving story of a, of a distributorship that has to do these things to be successful. One of the things I like about what you're what you're doing is that you always have to be focused on what the best practices are. What are what are other distributors doing? How are they using technology? How are they innovating? And we live in such an innovative time. What works today may not necessarily work tomorrow. I saw you guys were actually in Pennsylvania last week. You know, at at a, at a, at a, a company that one of the oldest in America, I might add. Uh, what were y'all doing there, Rylan? Uh, so we were there on a, a Yingling incentive trip. Uh, Jeff and I were able to go and I was able to bring four of my sales managers um, with us. Uh, we took one night and went to the Braves Phillies game. And then the next day we went and toured America's oldest brewery established 1829, the DG Yingling and Son Brewery. Um, six generations. Uh, Dick Yingling, we were able to visit with him, uh, the fifth generation owner. And he never had any sons. He has four daughters, and all four of his daughters make up the sixth generation, and they're all in the business. Well, when you when you get when you get to take a trip like that, Jeff, it really does open your eyes to other possibilities. You never know where conversations are going to take you that might lead to some future innovation back here at on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Isn't that true? Absolutely. And um, you know, to visit to visit a company like that that shares a similar storyline that we do that's been through six generations and that's that's got a father that's still managing the next generation to some extent and passing it on and we actually got an opportunity to spend some time with dick yingling um and allow him to impart some of his wisdom upon us um it really is and, and it and it it helps open our people's eyes too. what they saw at yingling was we've installed some of that same technology that a you know, billion-dollar brewery has right here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, um, and that comes from a mindset and and of one wanting to evolve with the times. Because, like Dad said, um, if you're if you're not evolving, you're you may be dying. Um, yeah. But it's reinvesting in your people too. Your dad, uh, your dad is helping me manage the time. Look at that. He saw saw Kyle hold the clock up, and uh, but you know, it is it is true that that. Um, you have to be always willing to be aware of and learn about the best practice. I often say on this show that the more we learn, the more we better learn how much we don't know, that life's just kind of journey of discovery. And uh, and it's humbling. It's humbling. You know, there's always people who think they get a lock on knowledge. The moment they do, they start going backwards. That, that, is, for, that is for definitely sure. What a great story. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about getting involved in the community and where the company goes from here. We'll see you after this break. You can 
also listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. One of the reasons I decided to do Coast View was the opportunity to create a digital, digital history book of family stories, of leadership stories, of amazing stories here in coastal Mississippi. And the story of FEB Distributing Company is just one of those amazing stories, a fourth-generation family-owned business. And the opportunity to be able to sit with Frank Pertusi and his two sons, Ryland and Jeff, and talk about the passing of that baton is just it's just a special moment. And I hope you're enjoying it. You know, Ryland, real quick, you know, it's so interesting, though, to think about this company and the passing of the batons and all that. But man, it's it took a lot of people over a lot of years to get this company to where it is today, didn't it? Yes, it did. Um, and, and that's actually a good point because Jeff and I talk about this all the time that we wouldn't be here right now and be fortunate enough to, to be the fourth generation in our family business if it wasn't for all the people who came and have gone before us. And I'm not just referring to family members, I'm referring to the thousand employees over the four generations that dedicated their time, their commitment to our family and to the company. And, uh, and you know, one quick thing I'll say too, I'll be remiss if I didn't uh, mention our Jeff and I's first cousin. He runs the IT department for all of our companies, Matthew Hessel. And he actually is part of the fourth generation too. And he had a, a, a key role in advancing our tech technology. That's, that's awesome. And what would you add to that, Jeff? I, I just think I, I, I would say the same thing. I mean, you know, our, our best asset here is is our people. And, you know, these people have watched us grow up. You know, many of them, some of them still work here. You know, I, he's got two managers that Ryland and I were helpers on their trucks when we were in high school. And, you know, we've, we've never lost touch of that, that we're only here because of the people that came before us. And so when you talk about evolving with the industry and things new things that we're looking at and looking outside the box it's really an investment in those people that make their job easier because they're running the company every day yeah. um, you know they're the ones that are here you know putting in the sweat equity to get the job done and and we're, we feel very fortunate that we've worked that we have a company that has had such a great team over the last 87 years. Well, so Frank, when you hear your sons talk, let me, I'll let you make your point just a second. When you hear your sons talk, I bet you sometimes wonder if you're, what it would be like if your dad could see this moment. Well, I think he'd be very proud. You know, one thing is actually there were two, two cases in our history where three generations worked together. Uh, my grandfather who started it, my father and myself and brother were all together for a period of years. And then my father, myself and Rylan were here for a period of years together before he passed on. So I think that uh, he knew uh, he was confident in where we were going to take the company. Uh, the one thing that hasn't changed in the last 87 years about the beer business, it's a relationship business. Yes. And yes. that's constant. It's a relationship business, and it starts with the relationship with your employees and their families, and then obviously to our customers and our community. 
Well, you mentioned community, and you know, I, I, during the break, I, I wanted to mention this to you. If you look at each of your bios, you've always believed that being active in the community, being involved in the community was really important. But but FEB's role in helping to build a better community has always been important to you, hasn't it, Frank? It has, and that was also passed down uh, for generation to generation. And uh, we, we, we're blessed to work and live in a wonderful community, a very diverse community uh, from coastline to coastline, which I think is what makes us so great. And, um, you know, it's always been instilled in us to give back. Uh, uh, the community's done so much for four generations, and we just have a, a commitment and an obligation to not only give of our time, but also give of our resources back to the community where we can. It's, it's, it's so important. So, hey, the one thing we didn't talk about, Frank, was Capital City Beverage. Um, of course, it's not here in coastal Mississippi. It's, it's in Jackson, but it was established in 1941. It's got an amazing rich history, doesn't it? It does, and uh, we're real proud of that company as well. And uh, it's also in its fourth generation of leadership um, with their cousin, Brian Drennan, who also was a practicing attorney. So you figure out how his father, Frank Drennan, and myself can ever have a conversation with those two guys. <laughs> they're constantly telling these old men, you can't say that. You can't say that. That's when they tell us to leave. Oh man, that happens all the time. Well, hey, that you know what though, boy, that is that is God is so powerful though. At the, at the at the time that they begin to have a voice and say, guys, we got to you know we got to change with the times. You know, you start to pay attention to that, don't you, Frank? I do, and and uh, you know, eventually they just said, don't put it in writing. <laughs> uh, so, so you know, our job is uh, to get out of the way. And it's not easy to do, but I know it's I'm not. getting better, boys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, I, look, I love to come to work every day to work with my brother, who's my best friend, and my dad, who's been my role model since I could see. Um, yeah. And it's truly invaluable. Agree, hundred really percent. Well, look, uh, we're out of time, but man, let me tell you what, it is it is indeed a pleasure. I have been working on your dad probably since I started this show a year and a half ago to come on this show and tell me your story. And I, I and you see why people who are listening can really appreciate that uh, it's not, it's not, it's just, it doesn't come just, you know, it's not something that just naturally happens. You got to work at it. You got to, you got to pass these enduring core values or businesses will go out of business. So it's not like somebody handed this to you on a silver platter. It took a lot of hard work, a lot of forethought, a lot of focus on values and integrity to get to this moment. And I think after people listen to this conversation, they're going to understand that the story of FEB distributing. So thank you guys for spending some time with us today. We appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate you, Rick. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You bet. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Follow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.